Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Rundown, where we talk about two-way news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. And today, today is hump day. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> it's hump day. Hump day! <laughs> it's hump day. Hump day! <laughs> <laughs> That's right, today is hump day. This is the day in which we attempt to begin the weekend, sometimes with success, sometimes not. But as I always like to say, the fun is all in the trying. Well, seeing as how, as you know, I am in the midst of a uh, fundraising campaign. Uh, brother's just a little bit too busy to be doing, <laughs> to be doing all that kind of stuff, to be, to be quote-unquote, enjoying the weekend. Uh, but you know what? I have a good time. You know, I'll tell you, there's something about, no, okay, let me just say this. The best part about, the worst part about, the worst part about, about campaigning is raising money. Having to get on the phone and call people that you know, call people that you don't know and ask them to, to put money. It's one thing when you're raising money for something else or someone else, but when you're trying to get them to donate, uh, towards an effort that you're on, it's, I don't know. It's, for me, it's always kind of hard, but you know, that's the, uh, that's the way. That's the kind of the thing that you got to do. And, you know, I don't regret it. I just do it. But I'll tell you what I really enjoy. What I enjoy is actually just kind of sitting down, talking with folks, you know, talking with folks about the issues, finding out what's important to them, what are the things that uh, that they want to see happen and things like that. And, uh, you know, that's the sort of stuff that I really, really freaking enjoy. Um, and I try to leave the fundraising pitches uh, to other people. And in fact, uh, one, what I've, what I've been doing is I've been going around and I've been trying to get some of my friends in the 2A community to do kind of just real quick pitch videos, kind of encouraging people to donate to the campaign. And, uh, one, a group of folks who have done that are my good friends over at, uh, at, uh, uh meet the pressers, Matt and Clint, uh, and they did a video for me. So I want to go ahead. I want to share that with you. Uh, so check it out. We'll be right back. Hello. My name is Clint Macro and I'm Matt Mallory. We have a show called meet the pressers. Meet the Pressers is a show about education and political activism, and it's very 2A-centric. And I believe it's important that we help empower all of our fellow Americans to exercise their Second Amendment right to protect themselves and those that they love. It's important that you vote for candidates that will protect that right and honor the Constitution. Like and Craig Deleuze. Like Craig Deleuze. Craig Deleuze is running for the California 6th Congressional District, and I urge you to look into him, learn about him, donate to his campaign so that he can represent you and help to expand our freedoms in the Congress. Your vote does matter, vote. So that was kind of neat. I was so glad that the guys did that. And over the next couple of weeks or so, I'll be talk, sharing some of that with you guys. And look, guys, I got to tell you, this is a, this is a push in time. This is when every, literally every dollar that we come, that comes in, it's going right back out. We're doing a lot of digital advertising. Uh, we're doing a lot of voter contact. We need your help. So if you can, you know, go to CraigDeleuze.com, kick in whatever little bit that you can. But, you know, doesn't, doesn't have to be a lot. A bunch of people doing a little bit adds up to a lot. So in any case, go ahead, check that out. I hope you guys can uh, can support me. But anyway, so because of that, getting back to what my main point was, because of that, you know, my weekend, I don't have weekends anymore. I just don't. That's just between now and election day. No such thing as the weekend for yours truly. But I do get a chance to once again enjoy 
uh, when I can't, when I'm, I'm full time campaigning, when I'm on the weekends or or evenings, uh, I'm just talking with folks about issues, about what's going on in their community, the things that are important to them, uh, and that's been a lot of fun. That, that's really been really been a blast. But uh, well, let's talk with you guys about what's important to you. And uh, to do that, we're gonna have to start off before we get into all of that. Is let's give a quick shout out to our sponsors. We're gonna start off talking about Hitman Industries at hitmanindustries.net. If you if you have a rifle or a pistol caliber barrel that you're looking for, they are the place to go. Whether you're looking to uh, rebarrel your current rifle, you're looking to do a whole new build, uh, check them out today. And if you are a first responder, never bought for and never bought from them before you can get a significant discount on your first purchase. So once again, check them out at hitmanindustries.net. Then we've got the California Republican Assembly uh, working to help elect conservatives at all levels of government, from school board all the way up to president of the United States. They've got their endorsements listed there. So you want to go there uh, at the very top of the page, click on endorsements, and you go there and see what candidates they've endorsed. Once again, they've from, from president of the United States all the way down to school board. Go there and check them out today. If you want to be a part of California's future today, join CRA. And then we've got Hog Holsters. You'll find them at hogholsters.com. That's H-A-W-G, holsters.com. Helping Americans wear guns. Whatever you're looking for in a holster, trust me, they got it. If you're looking for inside the waistband, outside the waistband, you're looking for concealed carry or something for tactical use, check them out today. Go to hogholsters.com. Use the discount code THERUNDOWN, all caps, no spaces, just like it is right there, uh, and uh, use that and get a nice, pretty little discount, you know, on behalf of The Rundown. And then finally, if you're looking for outdoor gear, tactical gear, uh, you, you can't find a better place than uscombatgear.com. They've got the boots, the hats, the coats, the backpacks, you name it. They got all things tactical except the gun there at uscombatgear.com. All right, let's get into today's program. I'm going to start with this first one now. Uh, we all knew that the, that the alphabet agencies were... Uh, under Obama, we all knew that they were investigating uh, former President Donald Trump or current president, former President Donald Trump, soon to be president again, Donald Trump. We all know that they were spying on them. Well, it turns out that there has been some uh, new information uh, that has come out that has revealed that, uh, well, number one, uh, it wasn't just the FBI, but it was also the CIA. And uh, they were engaged in spying on Donald Trump well before what we thought, uh, what most of us knew, uh, was in fact the case. And this is over at Public uh, Public at Substack. It says here, CIA had foreign allies. So it wasn't just the CIA, but they had foreign allies spy on Trump team, triggering Russian co Russia collusion hoax. This is from sources. It says, last year, John, Durham's, John Durham, a special counsel prosecutor from the Department of Justice, DOJ, concluded that the Federal Bureau of Investigation should never have opened its investigation of alleged collusion by then collusion by then presidential candidate Donald J Trump and Russia in late July 2016 now multiple credible sources tell public and racket that the United States in the United States intelligence community including the Central Intelligence Agency illegally mobilized foreign intelligence agencies to target Trump advisors long before the summer of 2016. The new information fills, uh, fills many gaps in our understanding of the Russia collusion hoax, 
and is supported and is supported by testimony already in the public record. Until now, the official story had been that the FBI's investigation began after Australian intelligence officials told U.S. officials that Trump aide had boasted to an Australian diplomat that Russia had damning material about Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. In truth, the U.S. IC asked the Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance uh, to surveil Trump's associates and share the intelligence they acquired with U.S. agencies, say sources close to a House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence investigation. The, the Five Eyes nations are U.S., U.K., Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. After public and, racket, public and racket had been told that President Barack Obama's CIA director, John Brennan, had identified 26 Trump associates for the Five Eyes to target, a source confirmed that IC had identified them as people to bump or make contact with or manipulate. They were targets of our own IC and law enforcement targets for the collection of information. <coughs> Excuse me. So, folks, what this is telling you is this, is that, number one, uh, it wasn't just some accident that they just happened upon, uh, that they had just happened upon someone who worked for the Trump campaign. It wasn't that someone just gave, literally it was John Brennan, you might remember John Brennan. John Brennan spends his time or has spent his time on MSNBC, on CNBC, on ABC, on all of the other mainstream news networks lying, flat out lying about his role in, in the investigation of Donald Trump. Um, <coughs> I need a dump button here. But he, has just, he basically has just spent his time lying to the mainstream. And now we know it wasn't an accident. And that's what this report here is showing, is that it wasn't an accident. We know that they were investigating Trump because they knew they had to try and undermine him because in the end, they had a game plan. And that game, game plan was that Hillary Clinton was, go, was supposed to be president so that they could have a puppet in there to do what they wanted. Hillary Clinton, though, happened to be uh, the one person running for office, the one national candidate that was disliked more than Donald Trump. Uh, and so she, wound, once again, wound up losing and uh you know the thing that gets me with all of this is once again we're finding out more and more of this stuff and then you've got eric eric swalwell has come out and he's called for uh comer to be removed or removed from congress because he's revealing all of the stuff that he's revealing uh, and once again they are, democrats right now are in panic mode and they're in panic mode because they're they've been caught for lack of a better term it has been revealed uh that they're all up in the middle of this now, I'm not saying every Democrat who's come out against Donald Trump, which just about every Democrat, is involved, but clearly the intelligence agencies we know were. Clearly we know that Obama was involved and knew. Clearly we know that Joe Biden knew. My guess is because he was on the intelligence committee that Eric Swalwell knew. We, I believe we knew that, that Adam Schiff knew. Uh, and now we find out that, that they knew because... Well, the agent, and I'm sure the agencies told them that they initiated these investigations. And I'm like this, folks. And here's the thing: you don't, if you like Donald Trump, if you don't like Donald Trump, but understand that this is some third world banana republic type crap we're talking about here. We're talking about, I mean, this. 
right now we're looking right now where the you know Russia right now they you had the head of Russia you had Putin basically assassinate his primary political rival. We're not there yet, but it's hard to say that we're not headed in that direction. Consider, I mean, there has never been a presidency where more uh, allies of the former president, of of the president's political opponent, have been investigated and have been jailed. And, 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 and regardless of what you say, most of the jailings that, have, well, most of the, the jailings that have happened have nothing to do with their involvement with Donald Trump, except for in some cases, they tricked them into providing incorrect information and then told them, you're going to go to jail forever for providing false testimony to a federal agent. Um, that, that was exactly the case, for example, with Michael Flynn. They're asking him all sorts of questions. Well, did you, where were you on this day and that time? And what exactly did you say to this person or that person? And he's thinking, hey, I'm just here trying to comply, you know, trying to trying to help out with this investigation. Uh, and he gave some incorrect information and then they brought him up on charges. My, my whole thing is, I hate to say this, but he should have taken the advice that you learn as a gun owner in places like the state of California. And that is that law enforcement... Uh, love them all you want, but you, they are not there to protect you. They're not going, their number one thing is not going to be to protect your rights. They're there to catch you. They're there to catch somebody, right? Now, all due respect to law enforcement, uh, but, and you, you should, and there are many, many constitutional loving people in law enforcement, but there's also a bunch of people in law enforcement uh, that uh, their goal is to get you. And you have to be the number one protector of your rights. You have to be the one to say, you know what? Yeah, no, I... I'm going to wait till I get a lawyer before I have any sorts of conversations with you about anything. And, and here's the reason why that's important is this is because a lawyer can help you stay out of that sort of trouble, right? They can help you oftentimes make sure they'll, they'll should be able to anticipate the types of questions. They'll tell you what you shouldn't, should answer, shouldn't answer how, how much information you should offer. And sometimes the reason why you don't offer more information is because sometimes our recollection isn't exactly the way it happened. So you got to protect your rights, especially when dealing with federal officers, because federal officers, once again, you, you give them wrong information, they'll charge you with lying to them and they'll use that to leverage you to get you to flip. And that's, that was their goal. The whole point of going after all of these people that got arrested. And, and here's the thing. The funny part about it is the ones who wound up in jail the one, or the ones who wound up being convicted of a lot, oftentimes, once again, stuff that had nothing to do with their involvement with Donald Trump. They could have gotten off if they had given them, if they had given those investigators something on Donald Trump, but they didn't because they didn't have anything on Donald Trump because Donald Trump had done nothing wrong, at least nothing that they had evidence of, right? But, you know, some folks don't want to listen to that. Some folks don't want to hear that. And, and, and one thing, and I'll just, I'll go back to you once again. I will always, always, always encourage you to realize that these folks do not care about your rights. I won't say they don't care. I mean, your rights are secondary to them catching their man. How about that? Does that does that make more sense? Right. So anyway, yeah, this is very frustrating though what we see here. So now we now we know that the CIA was involved. It wasn't just the FBI, but now we know that the CIA was involved as well as some of our foreign allies in the uh, spy community were also involved in so anyway it's gonna be real interesting to see it and uh, i i very really appreciate the folks public and racket over there at substack if you guys don't subscribe to sub- folks over at substack you need to check it out it is the place where real journalism is happening 
uh, a lot of times in the mainstream media, a lot of, in particular, uh, unbiased uh, investigators, that's where they're going. They're going to Substack because they can get a direct following. They can make money doing what they're doing. They have time to do the level of investigation that you need. They're not they're not a, kind of a turn and burn, clickbait type of type of operation. So yeah, check out Substack if you're not already. And once again, a lot of people that are over there, they're not conservatives. Some of them are liberals, but they believe in fair reporting. And so because they believe in fair reporting, uh, they're not they they can't work for the out the the uh, the the mainstream media. Anyway, check them out over there at Substack. Anyway, moving right along to our next story, California deficit is on the rise again. So, last year, California was looking, the state of California had about a 90, almost a $100 billion surplus. Uh, And we knew that once the COVID money ran out, once the money from the federal government that was basically subsidizing a lot of stuff that was going on in California, uh, we knew that the flaws in the California economy were going to start to reveal themselves. Uh, We knew that the 200,000 plus employers that left the state uh, was going to make a difference. We knew that for for the first time ever, we had actually decreased in residents and that a lot of those residents were high income earners, uh, high in which, by the way, California is heavily dependent on. Uh, We knew that it was going to start to reveal itself. And right around, I want to say November, late November, December, uh, we had heard, oh, yeah, it, it was funny because I was going to the California School Boards Association. And I remember at the very beginning, just before the, the Thursday before we were getting started or a couple of days before we were getting started, they were talking about how the budget deficit was going to be 30 billion. The budget deficit was like 30 billion dollars. And then within a couple of days, it was up to 50 billion. By the end of the conference, they were rating it at about 60 billion. And then at the beginning of this year, they went back and they said, Okay, well, the, the legislative analyst office said, well, the budget's going to be somewhere around uh, somewhere around $65 billion. And then you had the governor say, no, 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 it's closer to $35, $38 Because he's like, yeah, I don't believe the numbers that they're using. Well, the numbers are back. And once again, it's, it's, it's bad. It's, it's really bad here in California. Uh, the budget deficit, according to... Uh, uh, according to the legislative analyst office is somewhere up about 73 billion dollars that's about 15 billion more than they had expected so um uh let's see here it says a tug of war between california between california governor gavin newsom and the and the nonpartisan legislative analyst office over the state's projected budget deficit took a new turn on wednesday on tuesday when the LAO announced a revised shortfall of $73 billion, a $15 billion more than previously forecast and significantly more than the $38 billion gap Newsom estimated. The LAO reported the recent recent revenue collection data reflect even further weakness for the state's financial, for the state's uh, financial outcome. All else, all else equal, this means the budget problem is likely to be higher when the governor gives his revised project, projection of the state's finances in May, the LAO said on, on in a Tuesday update. The LAO said that the actual budget shortfall uh, will depend on a variety of factors, such as the mandatory Proposition 98 spending on schools and community colleges. Now, 
I can tell you this is this is a big deal because a huge part of California's budget, the biggest part of California's budget is its education funding. Between higher education and K-12 education, it represents somewhere around 50% of the budget. Um, there is no way you are going to make up this shortfall without affecting education. And the governor has gone out of his way to say education will not be affected. In fact, he increased the cost of living or he, he uh, included a cost of living adjustment that was just under 1%. Um, but he's made it very clear that, nope, nope, education will not be affected. Well, why is he saying that? He is saying that because, once again, he wants to run for president. And he, what he's trying to do is he's trying to leapfrog. He's, you know, he's trying to leapfrog from, from governor to president in and, and hopes that he can, you know, keep up the smoke and mirrors just long enough for people to realize that, you know, okay, well, Biden's on his way out. Biden can't run again. Uh, Biden can't run, so now he's going to be the nominee, and he's hoping that'll leapfrog him into the White House so that he can leave this mess in someone else's hands. That's his goal. That is what That right there is exactly what uh, Governor Gavin Mussolini uh, is trying to do. He is not interested in actually solving the budget problem. Not interested at all. Anyway, moving right along. So... So what does that mean? So that means, number one, we're probably going to be looking at education cuts. Uh, and he's going to have to break. He's going to have to break his promise uh, to education. And the problem is a lot of schools right now have set their budgets or are going to be had planned on setting their budgets based on or planning right now on setting their budgets based on what the governor has said. I can tell you right now in my school district, we're ma- we were making no such plans. We had zero confidence that the governor was going to come back, and the numbers are going to be the numbers are going to be anywhere near. Now, one of the things that we might wind up seeing is if he can convince legislative Democrats to go with his numbers, his projected numbers for revenue instead of the LAO. Well, you're still going to see a budget shortfall. We're just going to be overspending for the year, and so you're, you might we might wind up seeing mid-year cuts. Uh, in the middle, basically in the middle of the year. But once again, that'll be after election day. And that's the thing, is they're going to be planning it for after election day. And right now, they're doing everything. They're doing everything they can to guide towards election day 2024. And uh, the, the, the problem, once again, that that's going to create for, for folks in the education community, for folks who are trying, folks in the public safety community. I mean, he's promised all this money for public safety, I mean, we're, he just sent over 100 cops, 100 CHP officers down to Oakland to try and stem the issues that are going on there in Oakland, dealing with all of the retail crime and gang violence. You know, the gang violence and the retail crime that is of his making, that is a result of his policies and Democrat policies. And they're hoping, once again, they're hoping against hope that they can convince you that, well, you know, it's because if they can convince you to vote for them, in November, they think that they can find some way by hook or by crook to make you forget about it uh, by the time Election Day 2026 comes around. Um, but right now, they're just right now, they're, quite frankly, they're, they're just they're robbing Peter to pay Paul. And they're just hoping that some, by some miracle, the economy will get better. I can tell you right now, I don't know that it will. And California is just the first, will just be the first domino to fall. Anyway, uh, more news out of California, this having to do with our fundamental right to keep and bear arms. 
Uh, Gavin Newsom has been fighting to try and come against the right of Californians to uh, uh, to be able to market, uh, to be able to market uh, firearms. Uh, and this is not new. Gun grabbers have always been interested in trying to make sure that, you know, if you want to exercise and you want to facilitate the exercising of your Second Amendment rights, then your other constitutional rights become suspect. They, you know, through red flag laws, red flag laws, your right to unreasonable search and seizure or right to due process are thrown out the window. Uh, your right to, in many cases, there are many laws that say if you believe in the Second Amendment, you're, you lose your free speech rights. There's a lot, and a lot of this has to do with advertising. Like, for example, in California, if you, you cannot have a picture of a handgun seen from the outside of your store, it's illegal in California. You will get fined for it. Now, there's a lawsuit that went forward. I'm trying to remember exactly what the outcome of those, but that was, that was something that was being implemented here in California. Well, this has to do with the marketing of firearms to children or to minors. And uh, this was, this was a, a, an important one because, well, let me read this to you real quick. It says, the United States Supreme Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit refused a request by, Calif by California Tuesday to lift a preliminary injunction barring the enforcement of a 2022 law uh, targeting firearms marketing. The three-judge panel from the Ninth Circuit ruled September 13th that the district court erred by not granting a preliminary injunction blocking the law AB 2571, which prohibits firearms marketing that is designed, intended, or reasonably appears to be attractive to minors. Democratic Governor, Governor Gavin Newsom of California signed AB 2571 into law in 2022. Quote, Judges Lee and Van Dyke voted uh, voted to deny the petition for hearing on for hearing on bunk. Judge uh, Smith recommended denying the petition for hearing on bunk. The full court has been advised of the petition for hearing on bunk. No judge has requested a vote on whether or not to hear on bunk. The Tuesday ruling said the petition for hearing on bunk is denied. Now. A lot of you are not legal experts. I'm not a legal expert, but I've been following and dealing with this stuff long enough to know this. This is how it works. So at the federal level, you go to a district court, district judge rules. Then it goes to a, then it goes to a, a three judge or three judge panel, right? And that's that's the, if you appeal, if one side appeals it. Usually, it's the loser that appeals it. Uh, and if you win that appeal, then the losing side of that appeal oftentimes asks for what's called on bunk. In some districts, that's the entire district hears it. The, the Ninth Circuit is so big that it winds up that it's just usually an 11-judge panel. And I can tell you right now, uh, we almost never, ever, 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 there's this a state or the municipality, anyone who see gun control advocates, the people advocating for gun control, I have never known them to be denied an en banc hearing. This time they were denied. And when you get denied, that's basically saying, yeah, we're pretty sure you're going to lose on this one. So they're saying that, no, you don't get a chance to control or affect advertising because guess what? Minors have the right to possess and utilize firearms in, once again, with supervision of an adult. And there's never been one instance where they've, they've talked to, they've been able to show, the state was able to show one instance where a minor was able to purchase a firearm uh, or was induced by 
advertising to purchase a firearm from a legal source. So it's never happened. And so they're like, yeah, no, it's not going to work. Well, I, I, once again, I think this is more evidence of the tide turning. And if you want, once again, if you ever want to know, and, and I realize, you know, Donald Trump has some, we have some concerns about him on some areas of the second amendment, but when it comes to courts, judge Lee, judge Lee was a Trump appointee. And I'm not saying that judge Lee took this position because it was a Trump appointee. <coughs> I'm saying <clears throat> Trump appointed him because he knew he would follow the law that he wasn't going to, he wasn't anti-gun. He was not interested in trying to rewrite society. He was just interested in following the law. And those are the sorts of judges uh, that, uh, that Trump appointed. And uh, anyway, so th there's probably the biggest thing he's done for the gun rights community was his, his, his court appointments. I would love to see four more, uh, four more years of him making appointments uh, to, to the, uh, to the federal benches. Uh, maybe that's just me. All right, moving right along. Spending on food hits a 30-year high. This is a pretty big one. So this was a story out of the Wall Street Journal, and I don't pay for the Wall Street Journal, so I actually found it on another thing called Off the Press. Uh, but it, they're pointing out here in this article where, uh, and once again, it's from the Wall Street Journal, uh, but they're pointing out here how, oh, let me read it here. It's been 30 years since food ate up this much of your income. Uh, the cost of eating in America has escalated to levels last seen when President George H.W. Bush led the nation when Terminator 2 Judgment Day ruled the box office and C plus C, C and C Music Factory uh, topped the musical charts, the Wall Street Journal reports. Despite a recent declaration, inflation continues to drive up prices at an accelerated rate. With, partic with particular strain felt within the food sector. And they're not going down anytime soon. If you look at historically, if you look historically after periods of inflation, there's really no period you could point to where food prices go back down. Steve uh, Kehillane, Ke uh, chief executive of snack giant uh, Kalanova, uh, told the journal, they tend to be sticky. And what that means is, is exactly what we've been saying to you when it comes to inflation. Look, I get it. Inflation has gone down. The great has gone down. It's no longer up in double digits like it was, uh, like it was last year. But inflation is still going up. It's at about 3.1 to 3.8%, which means that take, take you know, the increases of 2021, the increases of 2022, the increases of 2023, yeah, the three point add three point eight percent to that. So when inflation goes down, prices are still going up. They're just not going up as fast. And what he's saying here is those prices are unlikely to go back down. So whatever you're paying for your fast food, whatever you're paying at the grocery store, uh, chances are you're going to be paying those prices for a long, long time. And by the way. When they look at those numbers, that 3.8, that, that inflation, that doesn't include things like food. It doesn't include food and it doesn't include fuel, which are the two things that tend to go, especially food. Food is still, still dramatically increasing for various different reasons, a lot of which having to do with Democrat policy. They won't own it. They won't tell you that, but I'll tell you that. Anyway, 
more to watch, more to watch. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm probably not telling you anything you didn't already know. Because if you've been to the grocery store, you know. Anyway. Moving right along, we have now hit the time for our parting shots. Brought to you by Hog Holsters, H-A-W-G Holsters. Just go to hogholsters.com, use discount code The Rundown, all caps, no spaces. Get your hog holster today. All right, we're going to go ahead and start with our first one. This is a more kind of a commentary on uh, immigration, shall we say. Uh, this is Joe Biden declaring, if you vote Democrat, if you, oh, sorry, if you won't vote Democrat, I'll flood the country with people who will. And uh, I know that was the plan, but that doesn't appear to be the case because people who are voting Democrat, the people who are coming into the nation, a lot of them are tending to, at least those who are coming in legally and eligible to vote, uh, they tend to be leaning either straight down the middle or actually are starting to lean Republican. Oh, here's another one. This is a blast from the past. This is uh, Joe Biden dressed as uh, Colonel Sanders because he says, vote for me or you're not black. Yeah, we know that. And then finally, we've got here working people for Democrats. You got this working guy holding that sign. But then at the same time, you got a deer saying, it makes as much sense as your sign. Oh, what does this sign say? <laughs> Deers for hunters. <laughs> oh, funny stuff. Funny stuff. All right. Finally, we got this list here. And I want to go through this list. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, this is comes to us from the Babylon B. Nine items conservatives must stockpile to protect themselves in case Biden wins re-election. So let's go ahead and go through the list. One, adult diapers, just so Biden can't have them. Viva la resistance. Okay, I like that one. Cows, after Biden bans them for farting too much, ribeyes will be in short supply. So true, so true. History books that show pictures of white people. As Google AI has shown, history could look a lot different in a few years. Number four, one of those maps to push little plastic soldiers around on. A convenient and fun way to keep track of everything that happens during World War III. <laughs> Number five, virtual reality goggles made for such times as this. Okay. Earplugs, odds are you'll be hearing a lot of Kamala's cackling before too long. Number seven, babies. We're going to need a stock, when you're going to need a stockpile a lot of them to turn things around. That doesn't mean just having them. It means we have to have them and raise them right. Instill them, instill some some good good stuff in them. Brainwash them. Wash out that stinking thinking. All right, number eight, ibuprofen. Uh, so you'll have plenty of, oh, you'll have plenty of headaches from bashing your head into the wall every day. Yeah, if he gets reelected, that's most definitely true. And number nine, extra pair of golden Trump sneakers. Uh, click your heels three times. You may just find yourself back in a, back in the America you remember. Oh, if that were true, I would be so excited. In any case, all right, folks, it's about that time for us to go. But before we do, let's go ahead and give a quick shout out to our sponsors. We've got... Hitman Industries, just go to hitmanindustries.net, get your rifle and pistol length barrels today. If you want to be a part of California's future today, join CRA at CRAGOP.org. Go to hogholsters.com, use the discount code The Rundown, all caps, no spaces. Get your hog holster today. And finally, if you're looking for outdoor gear, tactical gear, cold weather gear, whatever gear you're looking for, they got all things tactical except the gun at uscombatgear.com.
And with that, we're going to be done. We're done for the day. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow on Throat Punch Thursday. Hope you all have a good time. And we will be back. And uh, you all stay safe. See you tomorrow.